Books, The Final Frontier. These are the discussions of the podcast Sword and Laser, its continuing mission to explore strange new science fiction and fantasy novels, to seek out new characters and new beverages, to boldly read where no one has read before. Go to patreon.com slash sword and laser to join the mission. everyone. Welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm not. I'm Tom Merritt. <laughs> Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans just like you. Yeah, we sing. We don't dance. On the audio, we don't dance. I mean, I guess we could be dancing. You just never notice. Is that your little feet tap dancing? I was foleying a dance. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also making a face like he is actually because dancing I'm, at the same time. So you can't was, see any of this, but it's great. It's great. It's, it's hilarious. Um, you know what else looks great? Well, let me mm. let me. I'm 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 jumping ahead. A ah. couple couple of couple of uh, uh, sausage making details right oh, now. Okay, programming notes. Yeah, programming notes. That's right. That that sounds a lot better than what I just said. <laughs> um, for one, I'm on a new microphone. Ooh. So I what might sound a little bit on? different. I'm on the Apogee mic, the Apogee mic, mm. like i7 or something. Okay. It's a little USB mic. Um, I have been uh, booted out of my my home office, and mm-hmm. so I'm in a new space, and I don't have the setup yet for having my whole like kit. The swing arm and all of that. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever will, honestly. Right, because the baby may want to use it. The baby may start his own po- their own podcast. Most likely so, will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, but right now it's a it's a USB mic. And mm-hmm. I think it sounds okay. Jim will make it sound better. Yeah. Um, because he's good at that. If you like it, let us know. If you don't, don't. <laughs> I because there's nothing we can, can do about it. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tough tatas. Um, and the second order of business was just that uh, this is the quick burns. We both got excited at the same time. <laughs> uh, yes, the initial trailer for the new Dune movie was released. Thank you, Conal, uh, for posting this in our quick burns uh, section. And uh, it looks really good to me. I know Trike was was ragging on it, uh, but it looked great to me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, what did Trike say? I did not see this conversation. He was he was gentle. He just said, oh, I think I've seen this trailer before and then linked to a generic action movie trailer. Oh, I don't know. Come on. I guess it looks really good to me. And I actually saw a lot of people talking on Twitter about how they had a really hard time reading Dune. And someone I can't remember who it was, was like. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be kind of hard to navigate sometimes. I'm sure many people in our audience don't agree, love Dune. I know, Tom, you're a big Dune fan. Big Dune it, fan. Yeah, it is a, a mind killer. It is a dense, it's a dense novel for sure. There's a lot going sure. on. It's a big novel. Yeah. And in fact, the novel was broken up into two. Uh, so the first two Dune novels are intended to be one. Think about that. That's a lot yeah, of novel. That's a lot of novel. Um, So I'm actually kind of excited because I feel like there's there's a great, I mean, They've done movies before, but I think when you kind of chip away at, at a lot Have of the stuff though? that's in the book, <laughs> <laughs> hey, some people really love those movies. I, I sure. you know, I don't even know if I've, I have seen them. I have seen one. Yeah. 
You wiped it out of your mind. No, I, I actually enjoy the uh, the the Dune that is not by David Lynch because he took his name off it. Uh, I but it's not great. I get it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not as good as Dune should be. That's the way I always thought of it. Uh, the miniseries that was on Sci Fi Network and BBC was pretty good and relative to the movie, I thought great. Uh, this looks amazing. This looks it gorgeous. Looks amazing. Uh, it captures all the ways I think of Dune. Like this is Dune from the original book covers. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I mean, we got to see a Shai Halud. We got to see um, the Benny Gesserit. We got to see all sorts of crazy stuff. We got to see the spice. Shawnee, Leotkinds. Yeah. yeah they're all um, there. All the so hits. I'm, 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 I'm turbo excited. And if you're a huge Dune fan, um, I mentioned this a few episodes back, there is a podcast that I was guest hosting um, called Dune Pod. And the whole podcast is out already. I think it's probably culminating in view in the viewing of this final trailer, this big official trailer, at least. Um, so check it out. Dune Pod. Great show. Uh, good friends of mine. Um, and yeah, that's I'm, I'm stoked. I'm ready for it. Yeah, me too. Everybody Jump on the dune buggy with us. Though I did hear, I'm sorry to have one more interjection, that if they push Wonder Woman back, they will also push Dune back. Right. Because New so, York and LA aren't opening their theaters. So they're right. thinking October might be ambitious for Wonder Woman. So they're mm-hmm. they're looking at the tenant numbers and going, well, eh, those aren't great. Yeah. I know. So Whole 2020, thing. it could be 2021. So we'll see. Um, Mark says the Dragon Award winners have been announced. Of course, we had a virtual Dragon Con this year, virtual Dragon Awards. The best smelling Dragon Con yet. That's right. Oh, I only Aww. say that not because of, of sweaty nerds, but because you get packed. And it's really Dragon hot. You, it's, it's just hot. Yeah. It's re- I mean, I was the, the worst smelling I've ever been in my life, I think, was that Dragon Con where yeah, I, no, did I was cosplay to myself and. Just the general miasma around me, not people in particular. (laughs) Um, But best science fiction novel went to The Last Emperox by John Scalzi. Uh, Best fantasy novel, including Paranormal, went to The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern. Best young adult or middle grade novel went to Finch Merlin and the Fount of Youth by Bella Forrest. Best military science fiction or fantasy novel, Savage Wars by Jason Anspach and Nick Cole. Best Alternate History Novel, Witchy Kingdom by D.J. Butler. Best Media Tie-In Novel, Firefly, The Ghost Machine by James Lovegrove. And Best Horror Novel, The Twisted Ones by T. Kingfisher. So congratulations to all the winners. Dragging it up. Uh, Jan pointed out that Netflix has announced they will adapt Lu Cixin's Hugo award-winning novel and sword and laser pick, The Three-Body Problem, as a TV series with Game of Thrones' David Benioff and D.B. Weiss running it and true blood's alexander Wu joining them as showrunners author lu Xin and the novel's english language translator ken Liu will be consulting producers on the series that's good to know so they're going to be consulting the the original author and the original english translator mm-hmm. uh it will be produced among others by ryan johnson wow. I mean, just, just throwing out all the guns here uh no news on casting if you're like yes but who's going to play whom uh don't know I'm very curious if this was not China that three body problem took place in, I would have bet Netflix would go local with the cast because mm-hmm. they've done that. in a lot of their shows where they they've got a Spanish production arm. So they're like, yeah, it's set in Spain. So we're going to hire Spaniards to, to play the stuff. 
But of course, Netflix does not operate in China. So I don't know. It could be Taiwan, could go with Chinese America. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I <laughs> this is another one. How are they going to translate it to television? So curious to see. Um, but you know, I guess these these folks have have taken on big projects and big problems before. So here's here's Say a, what the latest you will one about Benioff and Weiss. <laughs> when they had the books to go on, everyone pretty much agreed they did an excellent job of adaptation. It was only when they were going, you know, either from notes or making it up. We don't really know. Uh, after they ran out of source material from George R. R. Martin, that Game of Thrones started to divide the audience on its opinions. So what they're good at is taking huge, thick works and adapting them. And they've got all three novels. Here. Yeah, they don't I have was to just going to say it. The novels are all out. We're in good shape. They've got a finished body of work in the three body problem. So I feel <laughs> like I feel like we're in. Yeah, I. It's in good hands. Three body, no problem. That's the title of the show. Okay, write good. that down. Yeah, I'll write that down. Write it down. Uh, right, after, right after you tell us what Richard said. Richard said that Rob clued me into this one in another thread. Nosferatu was canceled. And then he saw Altered Carbon was canceled. Sci-fi mm. shows are coming and going so fast now. I didn't see any of that. Yeah, uh, Nosferatu, I I was not into. Uh, I don't know if I ever will be. Maybe I will. Uh, Altered Carbon, I'm part of the problem. I was slowly making my way through, watching episodes, and then kind of getting distracted. And I I didn't finish season one. Oh, you are part of the problem. I watched all of it as soon as it came out. I tried to save it. I was, mm, oh well. I just always found it good, but not great. And so I really I, I, liked Poe. I really liked Poe. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, so there I guess you go. there's other these, stuff out these there. These things happen. I started watching Away last night. Oh, with uh, Hillary Swank. Yeah. Yeah. We've watched a couple episodes of that over the weekend when it was super hot. Uh, and I think we're going to get back to it. But So that, what? That's it's basically good. the Faded Sky. It's, yeah, it's, it's right? essentially the TV version of Faded Sky just without mm-hmm. Alma. It's Emma. Yeah, wait, that's starting to make me suspicious now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hadn't put that together, the whole Alma-Emma thing. Mm. And the the husband, <laughs> and the husband situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Call Mary's lawyer. <laughs> I think, no. Mary Robinette, I know. We'll have to ask her about that at some point. I'm sure I'm not the first to draw that conclusion. It, well, also, like, there's so many other things about it that are different. It's not starting in the 50s and all that stuff, so... Yeah. I know. I know. I just I get defensive. It's like when there was the whole uh, white trash yeah. zombie versus I zombie conundrum mm-hmm. out there in the world. Yeah. Well, think of it. Think of a way as the uh, the let, let's say the the uh, volcano to faded skies uh, Dante's Peak. <laughs> or the uh, the twister to the. uh Night of Twisters? No. I don't know the twister. I know uh Armageddon. Armageddon. And, yeah. To um Meteor? No. What was the other one? Dark Black Sky? No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure somebody'll tell us what we're yeah. trying to think. Yeah. You're our brain. Tell us. Tell us mm-hmm. what we think. Uh also Jenny uh pointed out that 
Kate Hope Day revealed the cover and description of her next novel coming March 2021 from Random House. Uh Uh-oh. The author is a somewhat mainstream author who writes science fiction. Her first novel, If Then, which Jenny says I loved, Mm -hmm. was set in the PNW and had time travel. This one, called In the Quick, coming March 2nd, is reminiscent of a few reads we had earlier. For Hmm. instance, here's the logline. A young, ambitious female astronaut's life is upended by a fiery love affair that threatens the rescue of a lost crew in this brilliantly imagined novel in the tradition of Station Eleven and the Martian. Interesting. So it's not Faded Sky, but it's definitely like Lady Astronaut. What was that other one that we read about the woman who went to space and came back with the alien riding her brain? Oh, right. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is we just are finally getting a lot of stories about women astronauts. And so it we're could, drawing comparisons. Well, it's like, well, there's only one story about a woman astronaut, you know, and it's it's thankfully that's not true anymore. So there, there's rooms for variations. Yeah. Gosh, I can't remember the name of that book now. I'm so embarrassed. I was trying Someone... to just avoid that embarrassing moment. It's okay. All right. You look it up while I talk I about it. I should just have sword because and laser picks up. Have the all. wiki up at least. Yeah. Have the wiki up at all times. Um, because that was another comparison I was making while I was watching Away. Was that they have... I don't want to do any spoilers. I don't even want to give potential spoilers. But the family has a handler. And I was immediately thinking about the woman in the book that we read who became after the astronaut, after they thought she had died mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they like got married yeah. to her handler. You're of course like, referring to vessel by Lisa vessel, a. Nichols. Yeah. Vessel. That was, yes, that was what I was referring to. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh Oh, are they going to pull that storyline out of vessel and have her handler become, but that's based on a real mom? thing. So yeah, I don't know. Wait, vessel was real. No, no. The handler thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Vessel is a true story. You didn't realize that? <laughs> Just joking. Um, okay, moving on. But but this is, this is something good to like kind of keep in our mind, you know? There's there's uh, interesting parallels between these stories. Definitely, definitely. Interesting. Uh, Sheila Jean says Michael J. Sullivan is looking for potential beta readers who have not previously read his work. This is in all caps. <laughs> He posted on his Goodreads page and included the link below, which we will include. We blew it. We made everyone read Michael J. Sullivan, remember? I know. I know. Can I lie? Can I lie? He would know. (laughs) Just tell him you lemmed it. We've interviewed him like too many times. I'm sure you've done that. Uh, Yeah, we read Theft of Swords in April of last year, 2019. See how handy that is to have the page up? Yeah, it is. I totally (laughs) need that. I just have that up all the time. All right. Well, now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Tom, tell us what Joseph had to say. Joseph said, forgive me if this has already been mentioned elsewhere, but another reason Enola Holmes falls into your remit. Uh, It's based on a series of books, The Case of the Missing Marquess being the first by science fiction fantasy author Nancy Springer although I haven't seen her name mentioned more than once or twice in connection with the series. And Joseph, I, not that I doubted you, but I, I went to double check. And yeah, the uh, case of the missing Marquess is all about Enola Holmes. Same name. Huh. I, what I couldn't find is confirmation that they like have a development deal with that. Well, they can't just steal. If she's the first person to have that character in the, 
in the stories. They can't just well. There's the the do Doyle that. estate trying to claim that you can't even put Sherlock Holmes if it's not based on the original Sherlock Holmes that are public domain because they still have the rights to the character. So I don't know. <sighs> All right, interesting. I've been saying interesting a lot this episode. It's becoming it's because a, it's so darn there's interesting. There's so much interesting things happening. Yeah. So many thought provoking things. Truth to us. Yeah. Well, Harold says uh, at Sword and Laser at Alex E. Harrow had to pull Alex into this. Tom, it's Brahia, 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 Kentucky. It's Brahia, but it's okay. It's the most laid back little town full of artists and writers. You'd like it. And they'll like you if you pronounce it correctly, he said under his breath. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just included this because I'm always the one who pronounces things wrong. So it made me feel good. <laughs> it gave you schadenfreude. That you made a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not. Well, is it a mistake if you never knew? Like I. I That's true. How That's am true. I supposed to know how to pronounce Berea? How did you say it? Berea. Berea. I, see, I would have said Berea. Yeah. And I, and I get it, right? Berea, mm-hmm. Berea is in the same land as Cairo, Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is pronounced Cairo, not Cairo. So I, I know how it goes. Or Houston. Ha, uh, yeah. New Madrid. Is that a real? Yeah. Really? Yeah, the New Madrid fault line is the first earthquake I ever felt. Huh. Interesting. Ah, in oh, damn it. I did it again. Uh, David interesting. Anyway, Harold, I know it was meant uh, with love. I don't. Uh, so thank you for for instructing me on how to pronounce Berea. But you don't got to tag the author in it, man. Come on, come on, bringing the author into this tweet. I'll be honest. Uh, I'm also happy to find out that it's real. It's a real place. I wasn't sure it was. Yeah, I wasn't sure it was a fic. You know, because sometimes mm-hmm. authors create a fictional version of a, of towns like a place. I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't know it was real. So I like to go. think that they like go there and like check it out and get ideas for things and places. Well, yeah. But yeah. You know how sometimes they do that in a real place, but they're like, well, I don't want to get sued by the people here. So I'm going to change <laughs> the name. Or something else. Yeah. True. Uh, David writes and says, hi, saw that the folio society has released the Farseer trilogy by Robin Hobb in a nice box set with a slipcase, mm. just in time for its holy cow 25th anniversary. If memory serves, Veronica's a big Robin Hobb fan. And here is the link. And yes, I had actually seen this, um, linked to, yeah, linked to from Robin Hobbs uh, Twitter account. And I was like, Oh, I want those. I'm going to buy them. And then I was like, wait a second. I don't need those. I don't have any place to put them right now. I'm already trying to get rid of books. That would be a terrible idea, but they are so pretty. Oh, man. Well, Folio Society stuff is really good. Yeah. Well, someday. Ooh, they have Clash of Kings, too. They've got a lot of great stuff. Ooh, okay. Well, I don't need to spend money on that right now. But thank you, David. That is very much in my wheelhouse. I appreciate the note greatly. Let's jump into um, some book of the month discussion next. Uh, I know it is it is September 9th. Oh, oh, what? Oh, um, what? 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 Uh, before we do, before we yeah. do, I almost forgot. Uh, what? There was a, a little sub thread going on in in relation to the last podcast. Many people did not realize that the feedback section was called Bear your sword. That's right. I didn't so see that. Several people, several people, multiple people thought it was barrier sword. Uh, other people had different takes on it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now I kind of want to just rotate all the things that people actually thought it was because they were pretty funny. Yeah, I, I saw that and I, I felt like I hadn't heard that comment for years because mm-hmm. it, it was usually kind of a one off thing. Like once in a while, someone would say that and, you know, I'd get a good chuckle out of it. And then this kind of confirmed that a, a number of people, a, a, a minority, I would say, in the thread. But still, when you break that out to the larger audience, that's a significant, <laughs> potentially significant percentage of people who have uh heard me say that weirdly over the last 12 years or so and uh yeah it's bear your sword like pulling your sword out of its sheath you're bearing yes. it yeah and and like like bearing your soul when you give feedback why did we name it that i think that it was because we wanted one laser thing quick burns and one mm-hmm. sword thing and we're like oh it's like bearing your comments bear your sword um, I did like the person who thought it was bury your sword as if you were, your comments were piercing. Sometimes when I bury. say bury your sword, I laugh because I think it's kind of pervy sounding. Because of naked. Yeah. Like yeah. it's making your sword naked. You're burying mm-hmm. it for the whole world. And quick burns is dangerous. You don't want anything burnt. Anyway, it's, it said it's all done with good intentions. <laughs> all right. On to the book of the month discussion. Sorry for, for distracting us. That's okay. Um, we are reading uh, 10,000 Doors of January by Alexi e. Harrow. Um, and yeah, I know it's still early in the month, so you've still got time to catch up. It's a pretty quick read, too, which is great. Um, it seems like people are enjoying this one, which makes me happy. Makes me happy. Not that I haven't enjoyed previous picks, but it's it's a good escape. No, this, this this was this was the perfect pick. Yes. I, I I have to say, like it it's about books, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's about magic, it's a a fun uh, heroine with fun ancestors, <laughs> uh, and and when I say fun, I don't mean like shallow. I mean like they're interesting and cool and and enjoyable to follow. And I just I just adored this this journey it, it felt like a, a little thing in fact uh that's our our first uh, thread that you have here to talk about is from lee who titled it escapism at its finest you know that's funny because that was actually not the first thread but i switched them around in my order that i was going to read them in not in the not in the uh in the dock so the first one was going to be lock is a good yeah there you go cool all right we're doing this <laughs> I just in real time the doc. so now in revisionist history it's the yeah. first one I don't know how that happened I usually open them right in order and, yeah that's oh, funny yeah, um, but I was going to read this one first because that's exactly what you were saying um, Lee said uh, that it's escapism at its finest and quotes that there's only one way to run away from your own story and that's to sneak into someone else's love it yeah and right now. Um, listen, folks, I'm not trying to advocate uh, irresponsibility, but I think all of us need to run away from our own stories these days, at least for a short period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lee goes on to say, in the we're in the middle of a pandemic and political unrest in the United States, at least. I think this is exactly what the SNL members need at this time. Good pick, Veronica. What do you guys think you are enjoying entering uh, another story running away from an awful what do you guys think? Are you enjoying entering another story, running away from an awful 2020? And um, yeah, I am. I did. I, I really, really did. And that there were so many lines in that in this book that really spoke to that. It was like, I think all of us have used books at some point 
or all points or many points as an escape tool or just a way to relax, take your mind off the day, take them your mind off the things that you're dealing with in that moment and just be able to immerse yourself completely in, in another tale, in another timeline. Um, and that's, that's I think, part of the therapeutic healing parts of, of reading the way we do. Also, who wouldn't want the power to draw a door that would take you to another world? Oh, that'd be so dope. This would be so cool. Yeah. Um, and then Matthew want to talk about Locke a little bit. Uh, Locke is such a good character. He says, I really Mr. love- Mr. Locke. Mr. Locke. When you Mr. say Locke, for some reason, this is just me. I think of the character from Lost. <laughs> so oh, I, I have to say Mr. Locke. And she always refers to him as Mr. Locke. I That's think. true. That's yeah. true. Um, he says, I really love January's caretaker, Mr. Locke. He is written in such a nuanced way. I feel he generally is a good person, but the bias and prejudices from his position and status in society really force him to put January in some difficult and sometimes compromising positions. He really is written as a great character in the story so far. I'm excited to see how his character continues to develop over the course of the book. I, mm. I agree with this. I, I think mm -hmm. Lo Mr. Locke was written uh, to be representative of the of the complex nature of history. Uh, I, I sort of, in my mind, thought of him as a metaphor for the United States at the time in which this story takes place, which is not wholly bad, doing some pretty awful stuff thinking they're doing it for the right reasons. Like mm -hmm. I just, I just love uh, so much about how this book was constructed. And that's one of them where it's not like here is the bad evil person because they believe in X. Uh, and here is the good person because they don't believe in X. Uh, you have Mr. Locke who, who believes some pretty heinous stuff and says some pretty horrible things. And yet not only is he not always bad. In fact, sometimes he does some really good things, but also January has affection for him because you know, he did raise her and he did protect her and he hasn't always been doing what was best for her way. We, the readers would think maybe in his own way of thinking he was. And, and I like that January acknowledges that, like, I don't have to agree with him. I don't have to follow him. I don't have to do what he says, but I can't acknowledge that he did do something for me. Yeah. And there's definitely just to, to go back to your kind of analogy of it being similar to the United States, there's this almost paternal, I mean, there's this very paternalistic relationship where he's has this vibe towards her. You know, she is different. She mm -hmm. is, she has brown skin. She is not his, his actual daughter. She comes from a different background. Um, she's not, you know, he, he treats her differently because of that. But yeah. he does it from he, he what exactly what you said from a place of a feeling as though it's the right thing to do, and that's just how you treat someone. There is a a very um, gladly put to rest in history phrase uh, and a philosophy behind it called the white man's burden, and the idea of the white man's burden was that white people had the burden of making the world a better place for everyone else because only the white people could do it. And in fact, the white man, uh, white mm -hmm. man's burden. Mr. Locke is that philosophy embodied, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think that bears out throughout the the course of the story as well and definitely continues to to do so. Um, so yeah, great thread, uh, Matthew. And there's some, some good conversation um, in there about January's responses to him and just like some of the some of the great characters that are in this book already. 
And then finally, um, we have a note from Gregory who says precisely how I feel about a new physical book. Uh, He says, I came across this paragraph early in the novel, and it summed up for me how I feel about holding a new book. The prose was so perfect and beautiful, I had to highlight it here and share. Quote, understand the page rifling, that page rifling is an essential element in the process of introducing oneself to a new book. It isn't about the reading of words. It's about reading the smell, which wafts from the pages in a cloud of dust and wood pulp. It might be expensive and well-bound, or it might smell of tissue-thin paper and blurred two-color prints, or a 50 years unread in the home of a tobacco-smoking old man. Books can smell of cheap thrills or painstaking scholarship, of literary weight or unsolved mysteries. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, in fact, uh, Lee says this as well. Uh, there are a few meaningful quotes uh, mm-hmm. in this book. Uh, it, it uh, especially for book lovers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think this is almost pandering to us in a way, right? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Because it's like, oh yeah, man, talk to me, talk to me about that book smell, new, old, or otherwise. I, mm-hmm. I love, I love that that she went there with this. It might be expensive and well bound, or it might be pulp, mm-hmm. right? You know. Uh, I, I think that was great. I, I, that's probably why this is books is being so well received by our audiences. It's not necessarily challenging it, without being shallow, right? It's, it's comfortable, but it's not easy. Like it's striking that balance really well. It's, it's a book for book lovers specifically, not just people who love to read, but people yeah. who love books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I rem- yes, and I remember this quote in the book, and I remember specifically the line about fifty years unread in the home of a tobacco smoking old man. And in that moment, I felt like I could smell that smell. Yeah. Like I, I knew just exactly what that smell was, and it was so visceral. And yeah, I, I felt that very meaningfully as well. So great, great pull out, Gregory. Thank you. Yeah, very huga quote. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm ready for Huga season. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up our episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope I didn't blow everyone's ears out with my laugh in that last section. Uh, I don't know how well this microphone takes uh, loud, sudden noises yet. So maybe maybe Jim will make it palatable. Um, but our show is currently entirely funded by you, our patrons. Thank you so much to those who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. Uh, you can also support the show by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. We are always on Instagram and Twitter at swordandlaser. And you can follow along with all of our discussions at goodreads.com slash swordandlaser. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Maria. Oh, good. It's like you're there.